2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, we've moved on to 2 Corinthians chapter 9 as we continue to meditate on the idea of stewardship and how to do it well and yep. pursue it well. And I'm sure you know most of us have heard this phrase, God loves a cheerful giver, right. probably sometimes taught helpfully and sometimes <laughs> yeah. not so much. And um, I also, I, I love this phrase, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever yeah. sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Yeah. And um, that certainly, you know, it makes me think of um, the parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me think of the parable of, uh, you know, the sower, the mm-hmm. throwing seeds out. And anyway, anyways, what are your thoughts on this passage, Jackson, and how it instructs us in stewardship? Yeah. You know, <clears throat> This is a passage, I think this is probably the most clear and explicit passage in the New Testament on giving and generosity. And so if there's any sort of instruction that we receive on what does it mean to give to the church, for instance, yeah, um, I think this is, this is what we have. Um, and, and so there's some good application, something I want to say on that. But before we get there, I think like a lot of scripture before this is just mere instruction to us. This also provides us an opportunity for us to meditate on the goodness and grace of God. And what I mean by that is, is you have these words like sparingly and bountifully used in this passage, reluctantly or under compulsion. Mm. And then you have cheerful giver. Um, You know, as we think about what the Lord has given to us, has he given to us sparingly mm. or has he done so bountifully, right? Has he given to us reluctantly and under compulsion or has he done so cheerfully? And and so my mind goes to Ephesians 1, which is one of those, pa- uh, one of those passages that has just profoundly shaped how I think about God, how I think about grace. But uh, in Ephesians 1, Paul's talking about the riches of God's grace in verse 8, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will will according to his purpose, which he set forth and forth in Jesus Christ. When you think about what God's given to us, he has not held back. Mm-hmm. He's not a miserly yeah. God. Mm-hmm. He's not a God who says, Hey, I'll, I'll give them uh, a little this or a little that to pacify them. Um, no, he is a God who, pours out the riches of his grace in Christ Jesus so that we might experience fullness of life, so that we might feast, so that we might have joy evermore. And and so this is a passage that I think bids us to reflect on how God has dealt bountifully with us, and he has. And so then we we get into the 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 practicality of well, what does it look like for us then to live mm-hmm. in this world and to deal with or to steward the things that have been trusted to us. Well, we too then following after our master, we deal bountifully with others. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think this is a great opportunity for us to reflect on what, uh, on who God is and what he's done for us. Yeah. You know, if you look at verse 10, it says, he who supplies the seed to the sower and mm. bread for food 
will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. This is such a great promise that if we sow bountifully, God is going to, in other words, if we live radically and steward everything we've been given with open hands, then the Lord will continue to supply. Yeah. And this is like the true prosperity gospel, right? Right. We will prosper in righteousness. And so what it's not saying is if you give away money, you'll get more money. And I think the key, I'm not just saying that the key is it says and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Right. And so your heavenly riches, your inheritance in Christ, your right standing Mm -hmm. before God flourishes as we live with open hands. And, um, Another thing from this chapter that I want to point out that I think is really interesting is a couple of verses later, Paul begins to get into the so what of mm-hmm. being a good steward. Yeah, And I'll just read, so this is verse 11 and uh, 12. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of the service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. And so what I think is really, really just um, help, like encouraging and exciting about this is he's saying when we are generous towards the church and supporting ministry and the work of the Lord, it's not just meeting needs, but it's actually building a culture of gratitude. Yeah. Amen. And, and, you know, if you just think practically about that for a little bit, it is so true. Like if you're, if you are surrounded, you know, by people who are really only looking after their own affairs, it might be the most cordial, well-mannered and nice group of people. But compare that to a group of people who are meeting one another's needs and taking care of one another and being generous with one another and spending time with one another, AKA stewarding their lives on one one another there's a unique joy and gratitude that's going to emanate from those people. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think as a church, that's just a great word is it's not, it's not just, Hey, like be a good steward so we can get the sewing machine building, right? Be a good steward so that we can hire more staff people. It it does so much more for the culture of our church and, mm-hmm. and of, you know, the circles that you're in. Yeah. Y- you know, this reminds me or what you're saying reminds me of uh, one of my, um, one of the guys I used to serve with, and he's uh, a pastor and he's a professor at uh, Biola, teaches New Testament and theology. Mm. Uh, he used to always say that part of what we do in the church is we prepare people to die. I love that. It's it's such a sick saying. I love but that. what he's meaning in that is not just that we prepare people so that when you know the light is beginning to fade, so they can continue to hold fast to the mm-hmm. promises of God. He does mean that, but he's also saying we're preparing people so that when they get to glory, like it's gonna feel like home. Like mm. they, they're gonna want to be there. Yeah. You know, it's not gonna great. be this this alien, strange place where the the beauty of glory is kind of lost on us because like we haven't spent a life cultivating a love for those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And and I I think that gets at that whole idea of of the true prosperity gospel and saying, you know, we sow bountifully and we'll reap bountifully. Uh, not meaning that we'll get health and wealth and and material possessions in this life, but 
we will uh, experience God and know God and enjoy God in such a way where we will love experiencing, knowing, and enjoying God for the rest of eternity. And so we're sort of practicing the rhythms that we will uh, that we will um, go through for the rest of of eternity yeah. when we so well in this life. You know, it, it is probably important to say too. One of the most common questions that comes up uh, in church life is what am I supposed to give to the church? People are really looking for that handhold to yeah, say, yeah. hey, what do I need to do here? What What is the yeah. thing that honors the what's Lord? What's the rule I need to follow? Yeah, what's the rule I need to follow? And I want to give people the benefit of the doubt there. I think that they're not wanting to be miserly. I, don't, I think mm-hmm. that they're wanting to honor the Lord. But one of the things that we'll see in a passage like this is really what the Lord is calling us to is generosity. Mm-hmm. He, he's calling us to be a people who realize that we've received much in Christ mm-hmm. and therefore let us be people who who scatter generously. Mm-hmm. So we scatter that seed and, and we do so not holding it back, not thinking that this is what life is all about, mm-hmm. but we invest in that which will last, that which truly matters. And so a principle for giving is not, um, you know, hey, you give this amount of dollars or you give this percentage. While that may be helpful, uh, really a great thing to do is is to, to, to sit down and prayerfully consider what is what does generosity look like for me for my family you know we've been pitching a stewardship tool here the past few Sundays <clears throat> and and that stewardship tool is meant to help yeah. serve that purpose yeah. rather than just come up with a percentage or uh, an amount that you want to give it, it it's asking the question what does it look like to pursue uh, cheerful, glad generosity realizing that we've been given much in Christ yeah absolutely. Well, great word and beautiful passage today. We'll see you tomorrow. For Jackson Randall, this is Will Carlisle. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.